Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fair Witches, Season 1, Episode 2, The Dark Place is over, but we're just getting started. My name is Grace. Of course, I'm not alone. I am joined by the one DM Philly. Rich, how you doing? I am so good, Grace. I've been riding up and down on the elevator waiting to catch you all day. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> Bad news about <laughs> the elevator. Uh, I like that this is called The Dark Place, that you and I can't stop podcasting about dark uh, we absolutely mm. cannot. We got a very prominent wake up, wake up, wake up in yes. this episode even too. There's a uh, lot of coming crossover. out of an eye and a brain, I think, as well. Yep. There's a yeah. lot of crossover energy happening with the stuff we love in Mayfair Witches this week. Uh yes. So we are rolling along. That's a quarter of the season done after this episode. Um the dark place. I get so first I'll just uh, uh recommend that folks subscribe to our podcast feed, pushrecaps.com slash witches, I believe is the podcast feed. This is also a post previously interview with the vampire feed. So if you're subscribed to that, you're already good to go. But we would love a rating or a review early on in the Mayfair Witches season. But Rich, I think we were a little bit mixed on episode one. There's sort of one storyline that we were like, yeah, okay, yeah, a lot of setup. Okay, we're going to meet Rowan. She's going to do her thing. She, she lives on a boat. Cool. Uh, and then we got the witches side of things, which were like, okay, more interesting, uh, maybe a little bit tropey. So heading into episode two, which is not the premiere, what, what did you think? 
I liked Chew a good bit more. There was more stuff for me to hook onto. I felt like the story is moving itself along. Um, obviously, we're dealing with an adaptation of a book, and for once, I have not read it, Grace. Mm -hmm. But I think I, in retrospect, was feeling that a little bit about episode one, where in one sense, so much happened, but in another sense, it was all set up, right? Um, I felt like there were a lot of like plot points that occurred very quickly, and we didn't necessarily linger with any of them. They were this kind of culmination of events that give us a good perspective on where Dr. Rowan Fielding finds herself. But episode two, we're, we're opening the can of worms a little bit. They're not spilled on the floor yet, but they're at least open and squirming around. Yeah, I thought that there was a lot, I think very similar to episode one, although I think I liked episode two more. I thought that there was a lot to like, some really cool stuff. I thought that the continuation, you know, us learning more about Cyprin Grieve, uh, actually seeing his powers was was really cool and, and his interaction with Rowan. I thought that the, so here I was last episode being like, so cool. Deirdre has the necklace taken off of her and she's going to try and find Rowan and stop Lasher from connecting to Rowan. And it's like, actually, no, she's going to put that necklace back on and want to be with Lasher and she's going to sleep with Lasher. And so I was like, uh, okay. So I was feeling a little bit like the tropiness of episode one was to a degree. Actually, I, I I was optimistic about where it was going. And by the end uh, of episode two, I'm like, you know, oh, I guess maybe that's even the end of two. <laughs> As you alluded to the elevator, uh, we're going to open the elevator and uh, her throat is going to be slit. So she might be dead. Although, you know, in a witch show, who actually knows? So, yeah, I, I felt like, you know, not perfect. Uh, maybe a little bit better than episode one, but there's still some stuff that I'm, I, I I feel like can we okay you gotta get I want I just want to see covens and, and magic and like witches you know I appreciate very much where you're coming from especially we get this open where we go back to the past what was it 1691 we're in Scotland yeah. there's there's like some interesting stuff there but then yes. very immediately it gets pretty uncomfortable in terms of like the content of that scene that's and very then true we yes. jump out of it and we get you I mean let's talk about the elephant in the room a little bit that you addressed here but the whole uh kind of trauma victim cycle that we're exploring here with Deirdre and Lasher where she is looking to him as her only kind of savior, hope, ally, when in reality he is clearly an antagonist and has not helped her uh, end up in any kind of good position. And then the whole, I'm going to sleep with this spiritual captor that has imprisoned me in this kind of psychological torment of the mm -hmm. dark place for decades, and my daughter is going to vicariously experience the physical sensation of my strange sexual dream with this ghost creature grace i don't know yeah i didn't love this stuff as much <laughs> at all I, the we, airplane we, uh, thank yeah. god she was uh the only one in her row i mean I, yeah for real i'm reading that correctly right did you yeah. kind of interpret it the same way yes yeah. so there's a lot of weirdness there that i'm not sure how i feel about yet i definitely don't love the trauma cycle thing though clearly it seems like part of the story we're getting at here is rowan breaking this cycle right um or it's some kind yeah. of vengeance justice are they the same clearly not what is it going to be for her uh, the cyprian grieve stuff much like last episode for me is interesting 
it's mm-hmm. an interesting character. I love his abilities. I love the way that we use it for him looking back through the memories while she's in therapy, denying all these behaviors that he's kind of verifying visually. Uh, I thought that was like a really well edited sequence and it's a cool way to show us his powers. I love the beat where they connect at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Two people lost in the forest. You can show me what didn't work for you. I can show you what didn't work for me. That's compelling. And this whole notion of I work for the Talamasca. I don't know if that's a word that like pings any bells for you or sets up any flares. It's very Illuminati adjacent, Grace. Uh, The Talamasca, this kind of secret organization that are dealing with the supernatural uh, vampires and witches and mummies. Oh my. And the notion of digging into the Talamasca and like getting that as part of the show feels really cool. I'm excited about all of that and think like there's some interesting stuff there that I want to explore. Yeah, it seems like that might be the link between the Vampire Chronicles, uh, the interview of the Vampire Show, and Mayfair Witches is the Talamasca. It's those are the two novels that the Talamasca appears in. So um, let me give a quick rundown of the of the episode as we're talking uh, through it a bit. So we do get this this Scottish flashback uh, that ultimately ends up with seemingly this older sister or mother. I figure telling the girl to run off and, and she's going to, I guess, you know, pleasure this individual who's behind the tree. Um, we're going to Rowan is sort of grieving. She's drinking. She's going to learn that um, Elena had lied to her about her parents, the adoption agency that she allegedly was adopted from did not exist in 1991. So therefore she could not have been adopted uh, through that agency. So uh, then Cyprian grieve, he's being told like, only surveil Rowan but when she has another incident at her work and then seemingly kills some ravens and goes to try and bury them in the beach she's gonna like fall asleep and so Cyprian is going to approach her and and answer why some of this stuff is happening um, they're going to touch each other. Or he's going to touch her and then he is going to sort of pass out uh, similarly to, although not the same as what's been happening with other people, but some, you know, moment where an, an interaction with Rowan ends up you lying on the ground. unconscious. <laughs> also, yeah. can we just say Keck didn't die from his brain artery being sliced. He lives. Keck lives. No, yeah. That was a soft touch, right? That was just like a minor kind of, um, you know, brain combobulation. And so Keck lives. Mm. Keck lives. Interesting. Um, Rowan like steals Cyprian's phone. Going to see photos of Deirdre and Elena and the, this house in the background. So she's going to fly to New, New Orleans. Cyprian's going to wake up in the ambulance. He'll flee. Um, yeah, Rowan does have this. Uh, Deirdre has this moment with Lasher where they're going to sleep together. And seemingly Rowan is experiencing part of this. Um Meanwhile, Deirdre is like this doctor, Dr. Lamb, I think is his name, is going to like, you know, tell her I can free you, but she can't wait. So um, Lasher, who's been closely bound to Deirdre due to her being drugged, um, tells her that your daughter is alive and she's coming to see you. Um, uh, Delphine, the Mayfair uh, a witch, uh, lets Deirdre escape. She goes to see Cortland and she uses magic to see Rowan's location. Um, Carlotta sees uh, Deirdre uh, enter the hotel, surprised that she's not in this catatonic state. Um, Deirdre like stops Carlotta from bringing her home, um, reminding her that if she is awake, so is Lasher. And so Cyprian uh, arranges to meet Rowan at this hotel, but on the way to the lobby, the elevator door opens and Deirdre is has her throat slit, so presumably dead. Um, 
It's a lot, Rich. There's a lot there. Should we start at the end? How did the like final that final scene of the elevator face off? I know I'm like starting at the end as the beginning of the end. But what's the headline? You know, that's yeah. yeah, Um, how did that work for you? Did that land? Was that like an emotionally resonant beat? Because it kind of shocked me. I'll give it that much. I certainly was not anticipating this immediate dead thing. Yeah. So I said last week that I thought, okay, you've, you, you've cast Annabeth Gish. And what's very fun is I thought, I thought that the, the necklace and her, you know, stopping being drugged was actually the thing that would like, let her realize she's been manipulated by Lasher, but that's not true. As you're saying, these are these like cycles of trauma and that people continue to sort of act in a particular way and keep committing the same trauma. And yeah, presumably this is the story about Rohan, not opting into the cycle of trauma. And so uh, this real thing that's happening here is that because she's lucid, it's almost like Lasher needs somebody who is, um, I think, so I, I, my under, my thing here is I think that with Deirdre dying is that now frees Lasher to try to connect with somebody else, which is what we sort of thought the removal of the necklace was what was going to was going to be him be able to do that. But it's what actually happened was waking Deirdre allowed Lasher to become more powerful. This catatonic state that he's been, uh, that she has been put in has essentially, you know, stuck him essentially. Like it's almost like she's a, what would you call like a conductor, right? That the, the more active she is, the more active he can be and the more powerful he is. And so the fact that she is awoken now and we've, you know, we had the thing last episode about Deirdre's mother who, who presumably killed herself. Right. This is what Lasher needs. He needs to the person to be awake and, and do that thing so he can then, you know, he, get, he can be powerful. And then when he's done with that person, he'll latch onto somebody else. He always needs this active participant in the game, I guess. Yep, I'm clocking that same thing. I mean, going back to last week and the whole kind of commitment between Lasher and Deirdre, and he's like, you're my witch now, right? Right. And it's almost as though she is this vehicle. She's a tool, and he does not have these kind of magical capabilities and is kind of piggybacking, for lack of a better term, right? And using her as this sort of vehicle to affect the world, as it were. And he spoke about with her pregnancy. I mean, she did try to throw herself off the balcony, and he stops her. So obviously this being, that is somewhat immortal and tangible is playing a long game. And I think it's interesting because you look at a character like Carlotta, like in Deirdre's defense and in defense of the storyline at large, I suppose, as far as this trauma cycle goes, Deirdre's like getting it from every angle right yes. everybody yes. is subjecting yes. this woman to it it's pretty clear uncle Cortland is like sleazy and manipulative and not like you know cards up and carlotta has been drugging her with thorazine for the last 30 years or whatever and and lasher manipulated her into this entire situation to begin with so what culpability uh do we hold to all these and what truths will we learn as we go carlotta is interesting to me because this notion that she was drugging deirdre to keep lasher subdued makes her a little bit less hostile except then we get to the scene of like oh my gosh you're awake uh what did she say you're a sick sick little bird you know yeah. uh this is a very cruel horrible thing to say and carlotta was obviously cruel and horrible throughout to a younger deirdre in episode one so it's like very interesting grace and that we're a solar baby 
Yes, she yeah. sure did. Uh, we're assembling this kind of cadre of very menacing people that mm -hmm. do not seem to be necessarily aligned with one another, right? We have all these kind of antagonistic forces that are like playing off each other a little bit. And mm -hmm. to a certain degree, I love um, the kind of context that this gave us in terms of the clarity of, of Lasher and his position in all of this. Because there's a moment when Deirdre's using him to like look into the hotel room that mm -hmm. Deirdre asserts control where he's very right. creepily stalking into the bathroom while Rowan's in the shower. And she's just like, no, no. and yeah. seems to be manhandling him there or like piloting him using him as a kind of familiar, right. To look through right. his eyes. So to me, the big variable here is Cortland, mm -hmm. uh, which we talked about in the preview, the fact that you're going to cast Harry Hamlin is interesting. What is this guy's motivation? Where's he's coming from? Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think after talking through, but I do, I do think, I, I just feel like it's, it felt again like a more setup. Like this is all. I think it's actually that stuff is pretty compelling. I think it, you know, it's a little bit tough that you know Deirdre is presumably dead. Who knows uh, whether that's true or or not? That's certainly the last beat. To the question you asked me originally, how did this work for you? It did work very well. That was very surprising. I was not expecting it, and it, you know, it is sort of. The show I don't think is billed as a horror movie. No, it's billed as a supernatural thriller. And mm -hmm. so, but this is something I would have, you know, all fair game to them. I think, you know, is up there with some of the stuff we saw in Interview the Vampire in terms of the mm -hmm. horror nature of, of these shows that uh, AMC is, put, is putting out. So I thought the last beat worked really, really well in the way that I'm like, I want Deirdre to break the cycle. I want Deirdre to start her authority. I, I, I'll, Annabeth Gish, I think is really good in this role. And I'm like, I, I want it to happen. And you know, she's not the main character of the, the show. So um, yeah, we might have lost her at the end of episode two, which is fine. And I think actually all the stuff about Lasher being this powerful entity, you know, and I do think it, it for me, I think by the end of the season, it could work this idea that um, these are at the moment, I think one of the tough parts is that none of the women seemingly are in control and, so, and they're, they're all sort of uh, a lot of them are typecast and they're, they're playing into tropes in a sense. And yep. so I, what I want for the rest of the season is for them to, you know, subvert that at some point. And I think the fact that essentially Lasher is the main big bad who is, well, he's a shape shifting entity. He's, you know, played as this alluring young guy who like feeds on, you know, attaches themselves, binds himself to Mayfair witches. And then Cortland who for whatever reason is okay with all of this, I think is, you know, a good sign for me in terms of this is what they're setting up as who the bad guys are and who the good people are is Rowan so far uh, in terms of somebody who's going to try to, you know, presumably, take out Lasher um, or prevent him from being able to bond to the Mayfair witches specifically and her. Yeah. Specifically. It would be an overstatement to say that Deirdre is getting uh, the Ned Stark treatment, but I mean, it's a similar angle, right? Where yeah. we have a pretty prominent person and we have our expectations subverted pretty, pretty quickly. This is not somebody who is going to end up uh, victorious in their struggle. It's going to be left like generationally to their children to kind of carry that forward. So it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting there. I do like the, you know, the framing and the setup. I mean, it, it certainly we shouldn't understate the impact to the character Rowan here, who has lost two mothers 
years in a, in a period of a week, right? I mean, here's this one that yeah. she did not know she had that she finds. She manages to extract the information of New Orleans and gets here and has this moment of reunion. And her this is a tough episode for our doctor, right? I mean, uh, you talk about her drinking excessively, the mm -hmm. point where she passes out on the beach. It looked to me like she takes some pills, right? Yeah, I think uh, so. She, she feels this headache coming on and like takes these pills and goes into this she, weird dream fugue. All yeah. of this is just to say like she's pretty heavily self-medicating, right? Uh, yeah. This is somebody that's really like struggling with everything. I mean, so I live in uh, Canada, so this might be unsurprising to you. There are beaches in, in, in Canada, but yeah, right, I feel like a are. big trope of uh, not trope, but like a thing that happens in a lot of TV shows I've just never experienced is like the full on teen rager beach party. Oh my God, Grace. I'm so glad you're asking. Cause I wanted to ask you exactly the same question. <laughs> I grew up on long Island, which is yeah. an Island. It's literally yeah. the whole thing is a beach grace. Uh -huh. And I spent a lot of time on beaches and I grew up in the eighties when people literally rode around on dirt bikes all the time as seen in the Goonies. Uh, yeah. And anyway, I've never once been to a rager like this on a beach where like, and not to mention that these people just showed up and started partying around the around unconscious her. woman sleeping yeah. in the sand here. They got dirt bikes. They these got bonfires. Youths, these youths not calling in 911 on the girl who's passed out on the beach. Come on. I'm just so glad that we're both like clocking on this very important plot point of it like, just where happens. are these beach parties? I've, yeah, it happens in TV shows where it's like, yeah, we're going to go to the beach party. And yeah, it's like people like bonfires and, and yeah, this, this one in particular seemed so chaotic that there was you know no planning no party planning committee i here. will say a very lost adjacent mccormick but the reality mm. is it, it brought me right back to the lost boys uh which is a yeah. vampire film of the 80s very prominently yeah. my boy Corey feldman is popping up there and the like party on the beach is very much a thing of that film that i was like oh, oh cool i see the weird little uh connection here not only is she passed on the beach, she was, she was burying ravens that she yeah. had presumably killed uh, as well. Grace, um, uh, if you ever have to get rid of a, a, a murder of raven bodies, don't do it on the <laughs> beach because the tide will bring them right back up. Also, yeah. maybe use a shovel. Dig deeper well, holes if you are going to use a beach. But uh, gosh. Um, yeah, I guess that for me where I'm feeling like it was wheel spinning and setup -y is mostly about Rowan. I feel like she gets the interaction with Cyprian, but she essentially has two moments that are extremely similar to what happens in episode one. The difference being that instead of her boss and this guy who's running the research experiment, it's going to be uh, the the psych evaluation person and then, and then some ravens. Uh, mm -hmm. But she's going to do the same thing essentially again. Uh, twice in the episode where she's going to be causing harm. I think bad move to run out on the evaluation when the, the lady's like having <laughs> a nose. But also nose if you're not sure that your presence might accidentally kill the lady, well, it's probably your best move, right? You have to run, don't you? Well, also the lady does say, don't worry, this happens all the time, um, which maybe it's not Rowan's fault. It very I think it's much could not be. I, I, I noted on that scene, I did just love the editing choice that they used there. I thought it was clever, right? The like, oh, you can't come back to work until you pass your psych eval. Like, been yeah. there, done that. And okay, the psych eval starts. And we're even without, I think, the editing, we would get that she is fabricating here, that she's misleading this therapist and not answering honestly. But I really liked the editing. I thought it was a great way to highlight. You talked about it, how cool Cyprian's powers are as mm -hmm. he's kind of prowling around her boat, having these visions that directly contradict the things she was saying. I just like the artistic choice there. Um, that said, like, 
I guess just to, to, to take the other side of the coin, I appreciate that they are really showing us what's happening to this woman in terms of the mounting kind of insanity. We're dealing with a brain surgeon. This is a very grounded kind of science. It's very straightforward, uh, mm -hmm. black and white there. I say it of like, you know, cut this nerve, the person dies, you cut this nerve, you'll save their life. And she's dealing with magic, which is indecipherable and weird. And what is this thing that's happening? She can obviously identify the connection between her presence, her feelings, her emotional state, her thoughts, uh, very focused about these people and what's happening to them. So between she does it to Cyprian, she does it to the therapist and she kills all those crows that she tries to bury poorly. Um, I appreciate that there is uh, a good path here of her like downward spiral, that it's not just like one event that is going to set her into a, a kind of uh, motivation to find out what's wrong with me. You know what I mean? We're giving her the scientific information that she needs to be like, yeah, I'm doing this. It is indisputable that I am doing this. Yeah. I would just take it with other uh other scenes that move the plot forward maybe i feel like yeah. uh is that <laughs> I, feel I feel like you could do both uh rather than it being yeah the fact that, that keck is just back and then we get like another scene of him just being a bad a like, jerk i yeah. mean a bad boss i do think it's probably fair to be like yeah if your mother died like maybe you take time off this is tough because she's like no i'm fine he's even being like you know your your results are down and she's like yeah but they're better than I i'm like a world-class surgeon and so they're actually my results are actually better than than average she's like yeah but they're down for you so you know i kind of think like they're you know it's fine but it's just like then she goes to the eval then she does it to the therapist that like i feel like we already got to the place where like yeah she's probably not going to be able to work you know i feel like after uh she's like killed two people in the vicinity not killed surprisingly has not killed keck but has killed uh uh the research uh person and then See, the I'm, birds, and then she passes out on the beach, and then Grieve is there. This stuff is fine, uh, uh, where she's going to meet Grieve and then learn that like, she needs to go to New Orleans, which is like, you know, it's part central to the thing is you got to get um, you got to get her to New Orleans. We surely do. I'm, I'm kind of with you in terms of advancing the plot, like especially around the whole CAC stuff. I think it would have been enough to be like, OK, I got to go to the psych eval before yeah. I go back to work. Yeah. Like, we can track that as an audience here in 2023. We don't necessarily need the whole scene with CAC. That adds nothing to me. Um, just in terms of those two, though, I mean, the Cyprian scene, I do think advances the plot a little bit because we have to get them to meet at some point. Well, anyway, yeah, right? And the way that she ends up getting her phone and we could see that um, she's capable, right? She's really smart woman she gets the phone she gets into the ambulance what does she unlock it with the fingerprint or whatever like mm -hmm. she manages to get into his, uh, phone his face id i think right Doesn't yeah actually that's face? correct yeah. yeah um so i i do feel like those two did advance it a little bit but also very fair take i'm with you uh it is more of the same of what we've seen right okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But we do get like Supreme Grieve. So Supreme Grieve is not seeing. Uh, uh, I'm going to get this all wrong. He can see the. He can watch the past or the future. What is he watching? The past. I think he can see the past, right? right. And he can even apparently see memories. Because while he's prowling right. around her boat, he's like touching wine glasses and he right. sees her breaking down right. and having right. like a panic attack. But then he also has a vision of her in the office with Dr. Lemley. Right. And so right. it is though um it's this but it's like this, from afar kind of this was very interesting. Yeah. It was right. It was like this overhead shot almost. It's like the security camera in the court of the right. room, right? right? Like uh but it, it's this um this power of psychometry is what it's called, and it's being able to kind of read uh experiences or emotions through objects. And so the notion that I read there is like he's taking this wine glass that she got very drunk with after she accidentally murdered, uh this very rude uh international philanthropist right uh this stuff was great i like this stuff i like me too grieve, uh being able to just watch the past that's so cool um, so um yeah. is cyprian grieve connected to dr lamb the doctor of deirdre who's trying to get her off the thorazine i, I ask this because there's the one note where carlotta is like um saying uh to the the woman there delphine who takes care of deirdre i don't trust this dr lamb and she very notably grace says his people are from boston and when we're oh, watching the it, when we're watching the witch show and you make mm -hmm. that note of the most mm. prominent location in massachusetts like my witch antennas go up you know it mm -hmm. seems like carlotte is particularly paranoid about this guy because of his connections back to boston right um and so she's like very rightfully i guess like because he's working against her plan I don't trust this guy. Keep an eye on him. Is there a lamb Cyprian connection? Is he part of the Talamasca? What's going on there? Yeah, certainly could be. I mean, like on, on Cyprian's phone is pictures of Deirdre, right? Like, yes. like catatonic Deirdre. Yes. So I think that that could, I think that that tracks that could, that could make sense that they're that Dr. Lamb has, has been hired and he is being like, yeah, I'll help you get out. And it's only that Deirdre is, like nobody realized that she's just so attached to Lasher that like she doesn't doesn't matter whether she's catatonic or not she's like gonna stick by, by him so yeah that I think that's a good catch that pr probably Lamb and Grieve are connected in some way. 
I'm just wondering, yeah, uh, Dr. Lamb has been like a really interesting character to me. We see him obviously kind of fake the shot and, and yeah. he's telling her, I can get you out of here. You have to be patient. You just have to hang a couple of days. It'll take me a couple of weeks to get my people involved. And I'm wondering, I mean, he's certainly somebody we should be tracking on, but whether uh, his intentions are nefarious or as altruistic as they seem, right? Uh, his whole deal of like, I want to see who you really are. Okay, now you're active. And again, you know, Boston, Massachusetts, Salem is in Massachusetts for those less uh, geographically minded in the American Northeast here. But the Salem witch trials are a very notable uh, event mm -hmm. that we tie back to kind of witch mythology of the modern era. And I just wonder, is this guy like actually here witch hunting? Is he what's his deal? Is he connected to Lasher? Is he connected to Cyprian? I'm very curious about Dr. Lamb. Yeah, he definitely is. It's very interesting that like Carlotta has to just accept that this is the doctor who's taking care of Deirdre. Like, what is the thing that even like they they, they have a, a nurse, right? Who who presumably could I I get I don't I'm not a medical uh, professional, um, and so I guess I don't know. Like, but you'd think that like if she gets prescribed something, then the nurse could give it. So it's very interesting that they like need Doctor Lamb to come every day and mm -hmm. like deliver the thing, and he he's like yeah doing full checkups and all this stuff like <laughs> every day but yeah where did he come from why is and why is carlotta not being like get out of here man yeah it's a weird scene to the extent of it being uh, a thriller i don't know i do have a lot of questions there are a lot of mysteries that mm -hmm. i'm kind of curious about unraveling yes um shout out to our friend uh my friend elizabeth who is uh as a type one uh someone living with type one diabetes is like yeah the needles they're using way too big for, <laughs> like uh, it's only tv needles are often like very big so you could be like this is a scary needle that like you know and so you can see that like they're not going to inject the liquid uh into the into the individual and can like squirt it out or whatever but yeah most needles uh, where you're injecting <laughs> you think of this sort not yeah, that big they want uh, the water gun stream on the squirt right i mean right. that's the thing the big needle the heavy gauge gives you like a really dramatic like look we're we're pushing yeah. this stuff out of the needle look yeah. there there is a, a sense that this show despite it being set in modern times and and you know, we've absolutely we've absolutely seen like technology and you know texts and phones and things like that but also just the setting in new orleans just feels so like old right like uh really seen like no technology uh in 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 anything that's happening in new orleans i think there's this like you know this like timeless nature to to that um even in the way that the the needles there um yeah i no. think we could yeah yeah go ahead I, I love that because even just we got that little bit of a montage of like the New Orleans streets as Rowan right. was kind of arriving in the hotel. And it's such a um, mix, a juxtaposition of this kind of very old American history, I say, right. uh, that's like centuries old, the old graveyards, the old buildings, some of the dingy streets, right? Uh, Bourbon Street, but then these modern hotels and cars and all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. it is very stark, right? Even the, the actual hotel itself, all the wallpaper and side the style is is calling back to this kind of turn of the century art and and decor that really like brings it back it feels like you're going back in time in those new orleans scenes for sure mm -hmm. um so i mean I, I don't need to talk about the exactly the the deirdre lasher scene uh, where they're going to reconnect as it were and then rowan is going to uh, uh, also be impacted by this, but I, I do want to note on like the implications of it, which I, I do think here, the implication, uh, I think Lasher tells Deirdre like, yeah, I'm, I've been like, you know, visiting your daughter. Um, like she's alive and you know, we're connected as well. And so the, I think the implication here is, is a connection between, 
um, Lasher and 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 Rowan um, is that he has seemingly has the power already to be connected to Rowan. Because I think because he's a she's a Mayfair witch. Um, he this is a family that he has been connected to for centuries. Um, I believe is what his character bio says on some of the stuff I had read before. So he knows this family incredibly well, knows how to get into like their minds. And so that's the implications that he, he already, you know, even before he's going to presumably what I presume to be leave Deirdre is already, you know, working and, and, and has made some progress in terms of getting into Rowan's head. Yeah. I clock that. I think that what he said to her is I've been in her dreams. I'm leaving right. her here. Right. This right. whole notion of her coming. Uh, I was, I was curious, I guess how much this ties to the opening scene we got in Scotland and whether or not we should be reading that individual uh, as Lasher. I mean, it's a very similar kind of engagement. Was that him? Is that some older version of him, some ancestor? Uh, I, did, did you connect any of those threads or? Well, the idea is that he's a shapeshifter, right? So we asked yes. this question about when Cortland picks out the three, the th you know, picks out the the guy for Deirdre to to party with. Or you know, one of the thoughts you had is is that just Lasher? So I think that this person being Lasher, and I think I assume that those those are Mayfairs from Scotland sure a long time like. ago. Yeah. And I and I, and I think that part of what you're saying before is this like cycle of 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 trauma to a degree. And, but then also like intergenerational trauma, right? Like how the choices your parents make affects, you know, decisions oh, you make. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. So, so she, her saying, and I, I think it's her mother, though it's not super clear at the beginning. Um, but her saying, like, okay, go run out, like, go, you go over there, count all the, count all the different yeah, um, the things herbs. we picked, the herbs we picked today. And I'm, you know, and, 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 don't come till I come back. Right. And so then she's going to go and hang out with, yeah, I presume to be Lasher. I think that tracks because you have Cyprian when he's kind of uh, watching Rowan on the beach and he sees her kind of collapse and he calls back to base. He calls the Talamasca, right? And is like, look, I am not comfortable with how this situation is playing out. And they clock right there. Her family has often been haunted. Many women in her family have been haunted and lived these kind of terrible lives. And so uh, I'm very much tracking on the same thing. And I, I, for me, just this knowledge as lasher as a shapeshifter i'm very much like looking everywhere it's the butterfly meme grace you know i'm looking at this old moment and also obviously the ravens right as right. that scene plays out we have all these kind of ravens fly overhead the woman looking up to them and they all sort of appear above rowan's car when she comes out of the hospital after she almost kills her therapist for asking very reasonable questions well uh, like, should you be working? And did you maybe kill that man? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Rowan doesn't really know. Um, uh, yeah, but Rowan's gonna head to to New Orleans because he's gonna see the picture on the 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 phone. Um, I really, <laughs> she's like, she asked the hotel guy, like, do you know this house? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Uh, uh, I guess she's gonna have to figure out how to find this house. Um, but yeah, she's gonna uh, Cyprian. Uh, they're going to call and he's like, sorry about almost killing you. Sorry about stealing your phone. Okay. You want to meet up in new Orleans? Okay, cool. Um, so they're, they're going to meet up and yeah, that's where we'll end up getting the, I did, the elevator scene. 
I love the little speech, right? This idea of like, oh yeah, the two lost people in the woods and I can show you what didn't work for me and you could show me what didn't work for you and we'll figure it out together. I love that. But I do think that it's hilarious that his pitch is to call her up and be like, basically, I know nothing. I know as little <laughs> as you do. And so between the yeah. two of us, we can know nothing together. Like that's very much not what he's saying when he first calls where he's like, I can teach you how to control this thing, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, yes. It really cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cyprian. Uh, yeah. Not do, not do great so far. Seemingly, maybe at his job. I mean, he has cool powers. Like maybe uh, he should be doing. He really gets fleeced in this episode. It's like his job seems uh, to be investigative, Grace. I think the idea is that he's not ever supposed to leave the stakeout. He should not be working PR, right? This guy, right. like, not he right. doesn't necessarily seem great in like the interpersonal interactions, though terrific at uh, taking pictures from a distance, breaking and entering, uh, to, you know, choosing the correct objects to read uh, through psychometry when he breaks into your house. All these things he feels pretty effective at, but yeah. Uh, it seems like a real grave error to like keep these antiquated pictures on your phone where um, the suspect can steal them from you, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I, I do also like that. She just straight up steals the phone and like takes it with her. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that as like a character beat, right? At this note that she's like, I almost killed this guy and she does the doctor thing, right? She calls the EMTs. She doesn't like yes. do what a character in a lot of other shows would take the phone and leave they, him dead on they, the street. They actually say that she saved his life. Cause I guess she presumably like does CPR or just like by calling it in and being a doctor. Make sure he does not die, which is good. exactly uh, that's a real move uh, to almost kill somebody and then uh, take credit for saving their life after you call the doctor and do CPR. But I, I, I appreciate the like, um, you know, the moral compass behind her that she does still call the doctor, because I think in a lot of other shows, you leave that guy for dead on the street. You know, yeah, oh, he my wakes God, up I and, can't be implicated. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. She, I mean, for the story to work. It doesn't nothing really different. Like she does not need to save him, right? Nope. She could just be like, "Yeah, you have pictures on my of me on my phone, so you're a weirdo, and I'm gonna leave, and I'm gonna go, yeah. and, you're, and and he would just wake up or whatever, you know." Um, so yeah also uh, yeah just in terms of cyprian's pr he rolls up and she's like hey are you the guy that's been following with me and he says yes uh now come with me to a private place so i can explain why like dude come on this is bad this is not great cyprian grief this is not how you uh achieve the sit down you know yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. um so i do think this episode does clarify some things as we talked mm -hmm. about that i think you know i i i you know, play the clip of me being wrong, which is like Deirdre's gonna convince Rowan not to be with Lasher. And like and and you know, I think I think I kind of had I had them flipped a little bit in terms of like Rowan maybe being somebody who would be easily seduced by Lasher. I don't think that that would be the case at all. I think we're very skeptical uh, of Lasher, but him being a shapeshifter. So I think that this cat and mouse game was gonna be very fun over the course of eight um eight episodes. Uh Cyprian Grieve, I think, you know, the the Talamasca stuff I think is very interesting. And and you're pointing out like is he connected to Lamb and what's happening there. I think you have Carlotta it would be very interesting now to see how Carlotta plays into this with if Deirdre's dead, what role is because the outcome like if Rowan ends up bonded with Lash so what what lengths will Carlotta go? to make sure that Rowan does not bond with Lasher. If she's willing to um, basically put her niece in a catatonic state for like 
30 years. Um, but I, I think to the question you asked earlier, which we never really, I never really answered, uh, what role does Cortland have to play in all of this? What is the thing that he is, what benefit is he getting out of it? I feel like the obvious, the most obvious thing would be that as a male in the Mayfair witch family, he doesn't get a lot out of being, yep. uh, he, he, he is not, he will not presumably not a witch, um, uh, not even a wizard. So his thing with last year might be that the, the power that, she, that Deirdre gets, gets like the power that, that Lasher's able to use for Deirdre is getting Cortland wealth and potentially immortality to agree. We talked about how he doesn't, he doesn't really look much older than he was with Deirdre, but, to what extent is how how is Carlotta sort of pushed Cortland away? So this I think just I'm I'm intrigued and maybe we'll play a little bit of like guessing game here. Is is you know you asked what do you think's up with Cortland? What what do you think's up with Cortland? Yeah, it's really interesting, right? We have this whole beat. Deirdre comes to him. He gives her the dress. That was one of my daughter's dresses. So what's up with Cortland's daughters? Where are they? Yeah. Uh, they are ostensibly related to Deirdre and Rowan and everybody else. And and Deirdre then talking about, yeah, you used to give me a dress like this every year. And I brought it home no matter where I hit it. Carlotta would find it and cut it up. And it was worse than ever not having them, right? This notion that like I got right. to have the dress and she destroyed it was worse. Um, right. So. I immediately am just asking myself, is Cortland in on this? You know, is he part of the the cycle of manipulation here? Is he actually as at odds with Carlotta as it seems? Or is this a good cop, bad cop scenario where he plays the benevolent uncle who is able to keep her placated to an extent that they can manipulate her as they see fit? Um, I love what you are tracking, which is the idea that in a family of witches, in a matriarchal system that the man would not have power and is kind of scrabbling for it because we're playing with a, um, you know, an inversion of, of gender stereotypes there that I think is interesting, wherein we've had a lot of the men so far in the story kind of firmly set up as antagonists. I mean, right down to the hotel concierge, uh, concierge uh, yeah. who, who is like a total dick and has to be snide about the doctor comment, which like, listen, Anybody who earned a doctorate, we could call him doctor. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, I am really curious about Coral. And I, my take is that it's overtly smarmy and uh, nefarious, right? And I, I don't think oh. that that's like some real, you know, deduction that well. I have made, right? Well, but the, I think he's in yeah. on it with Carlotta, I guess. It's like, take it a step further. Okay. I think these two are more aligned than they appear at first glance. My, I'll do just for the fun of it, say it's, it's the opposite, that they're pitted against each other. You know, let's not forget Carlotta is uh, a Mayfair. She's, though she is Cortland's sister, right? I do believe that's correct. I think so. Yes. I think that's correct. Yes. So if Carlotta is, if Carlotta has witch powers, that could be the reason why she's able to keep Cortland at bay there is i just get the sense with you know the the cutting up the dress i think that's fair of like they're you know let's make a, make it appear that we're against each other but actually we're we're together i just think we've seen Cortland potentially match deirdre up with somebody mm -hmm. and and the fact that we guess that that's lasher we don't really have confirmation that he knows that's lasher but you know the implication being he make sure that his niece gets pregnant mm -hmm. 
um, so that from by Lasher, and therefore the two are bonded together. I, I think it has to be that Cortland is getting something out of Lasher being, um, you know, a powerful entity who can can use, you know, that he can essentially use the women in his family via Lasher to get what he needs, which I, you know, money, power, magic um, I think is my future, is my guess. I think a future version of me is using uh, Cyprian grief powers to look back to the past That's at this right. moment, being like, "Man, Grace is right. Uh, what are you well, talking about, dude? I, uh, yeah. Way wrong last week. So you know, I, yeah. I'm trying to make up for it. Yeah, yeah, we can try. Yeah." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's, uh, the dark place is the episode. Um, do we miss anything, anything, anything else we want to chat through? There's nothing major standing out to me. I mean, the dark place, clearly this place where Deirdre has been trapped and, and, uh, Lasher to an extent. Right. I mean, that's how we're kind of reading it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really did like Deirdre doing magic. The whole like yes. trance scene and the way yes. that she the, the Latin, uh, the chanting. I mean, we talked about it last time, but we're here for the witches, right? Not the I'm here Mayfair, for the witches. But, yeah, and so the witch stuff was very very cool. I really liked opening in the past. I hope we get some more looks at the kind of lineage and and the background of where these family is coming from. Uh, to go to Europe already was like very interesting. Um, some of the tropes, not tropes, I loved for sure. Uh, yeah. but I I definitely am more excited for episode three after two than i was for two after one if that tracks yeah so I, I i said this about that episode one and then i was you know okay but now deirdre's free and she's gonna fight back after years of of uh being manipulated which to be fair is not the behavior of people who have been abused sometimes right it, nope. it is not yep. to like okay i'm i gotta fight back it's like no you you repeat the cycle you go back you know it's um the, the stuff that gets used against women in abusive relationships like well why'd you go back why'd you text them back um because that's the behavior that happens because there is a there's a connection there and, and these people are manipulative and know um how to get someone to do that so i say that saying yeah, then I'm like, oh, God, that sucks. Deirdre's like right back into it. I'm like, come on, you know, but sort of in the, you know, in, in the way that, you know, the thing that's hard about tackling some of these, some sometimes these these tropes and to try and sort of break through and create a feminist show is that sometimes these are the things that we're going to we're going to play into them and show them so that presumably Rowan can break them. So uh, I, 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 I joke about this a lot of like the plight of the podcast. So we have to come on after each episode and talk about what we like and we didn't like. And we have not yet seen the full picture, which, you know, the, not the same showrunners as people with Interview with the Vampire. But that show did, I think, a good job of tackling some big issues that I think that, you know, AMC, I don't think is putting out the show if they don't have some faith in it as well. Like I don't as much as I think that the, some of the stuff was tropey, this still does not feel like you know, and no shade if these are shows that you like, but this does not feel teenage drama, drama e like CW vampire witch content. This, oh, this yeah. feels like a little bit more uh, elevated, even if I'm not quite enjoying as much as, as interview. I think that, you know, there's a lot of time left here. And I think that the, the setup has been actually pretty good for what could be to come. And what I've seen in the trailers looks really fun. 
So, yeah, I really appreciate you articulating that so well. Right. I mean, especially in a scenario with the battered woman and and where does she go? But to her uncles, right. There's only so many outlets that she has. She has no resources. I think it's very emblematic of a lot of very frightening real world situations where she has no money. She she has no clothes. She's meandering through the streets of New Orleans at a hospital gown. And there's very limited options for her. And she goes to what she knows. Right. And I do think that exploring that has strength. Right. For me, the actual darts I'm throwing uh, you know, I don't mind intimacy depicted on screen, but the whole like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a ghost creature uh-huh. sleeping with your mother and you will feel this vicariously through her. There's a little bit of a through line there that like uh, hues a little close to House of the Dragon. I'm a little uncomfortable. Well, this is one of those things, Rich, where I think I said this at the near the end of House of the Dragon. I said, I want to be really proud of things I watch and that, yes. I, and, that, and that I podcast about so that if somebody that I know and respect stumbles upon what I'm talking about or, you know, when you recommend a show and then like, so I got to episode two and there's like a scene at the airplane and you have to be like, yeah. So I think that that's Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, she's imagining mm -hmm. having sex with the guy who's having sex with her mom. You know, like you have to say those words out loud when you're like talking about the show Mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. like, that's, you know, eh, you know, I'd rather not have done that, but whatever, you know, they're trying to tell the story, you know, Mm -hmm. good for you. Yeah. Uh, I feel you. I am. I'm curious to see where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's episode two, The Dark Place. We'll be back in about a week's time with episode three, titled Second Line. I have no idea what that means. So uh, very exciting. In the meantime, Rich, what else you got going on? Oh, gosh, so much stuff, Grace. I am talking about Dark with you and Ariel, mm-hmm. and it is an absolute joy. It has been so, so fun, fun going back to Vinden. I know people are having fun with that podcast. Um, I am getting ready to sit down with Mike Bloom, break down the legend of Vox Machina is coming back with season two. He and I are going to be talking about that every week. Uh, what else? A ton of other stuff. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Taylor and I are getting together to do a recap of Willow. We're looking back at the full season. Might have a special guest popping in this week, so... Uh, um, yeah, you can find me. I'm at DM Philly on Twitter. My DMs are open. You can always hit me up if you have ideas. If you just want to chat, I'm a pretty chatty Kathy. And uh, streaming Dungeons and Dragons over at twitch.tv slash DM Philly. That's me, Grace. Cool. Um, I am, in addition to Dark covering movies each week on poster recaps theater with ariel uh we should have a very fun week last week we covered uh the double header of megan as well as uh women talking we talked about women talking last week yeah i don't know it's not a movie it's slow it's january so we <laughs> get into the drags um and over uh, here on poster recaps also covering the last of us so i cover uh, the recap the, the recap with mike bloom each Sunday night. And then on Mondays, you'll get uh, Taryn and I doing video game club, talking about the episode through the lens of people who have played the video game, the last of us, uh, the show getting rave reviews. So yeah, look forward to covering that each week over on Rob as a podcast. I have RHAP game night. Where you can come watch us play games. If you're listening to this uh, before Tuesday, January 17th, we will be playing ticket to ride over there on Twitch, or you can catch the replay on the RJP Twitch or YouTube channels if we are past that date. Um, all right, that is our coverage. We'll be back in a week's time. Until next time, double double, boil in trouble. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.